<laughs> you feeling good right now, Jico? Oh, I'm feeling more than good. I'm feeling great. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling sensational. But the job's not done. The Boston Celtics, two wins away from an NBA championship. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. I am Momootsi. This is BJ Armstrong. Real name, no gimmicks. Damn right. Live and direct from Boston, Massachusetts. We're fresh out of the garden. BJ obviously didn't wear this to the garden. He got changed when he got back. I'm still looking fly. I'm still... <laughs> Come on, man. I got to flex on him a little bit more. Come on, man. So it's two wins away. Great game. Great atmosphere. Yes. The atmosphere was crazy because it's been so long since I've been to a live sporting event because of the pandemic right. the last live sporting event I went to before the finals was I've been to a few football games in England mm-hmm. but that doesn't compare to this I went to All-Star Weekend in Chicago oh that's like two or three years ago exactly so wow. I'm thrown right in the deep end here and with all due respect to Warriors fans they ain't got nothing no, it's got an East Coast vibe without question nothing. East Coast vibe they were into it more importantly, give the players credit for responding. They came out with great energy. Jalen Brown. Right from the jump. And 17 in the first. Yeah, they came out. They really... 11-point lead. Brought the, you know, they, they brought the energy. They brought, they brought the fight to the game. Do you know what I want? You, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you no, know what I fine. want? I want a soundboard. You know, like, Flex has a soundboard on his radio show. <laughs> Instead of me saying 17 points, I want to hit... In the UK, we got a guy called Charlie well, Soft. Well, you can Westwood get it. You're making it. so much money now. You can get it. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. We you still sat here. Look, look where we're sitting. You in some get little it. office room. You know what I'm saying? With a little little podcast crew. But maybe. Maybe you'll see the soundboard. Let me know. Let me know if you want the soundboard in the future. Because after that first quarter, I wanted to... I wanted to the Cirques were up. 11. Big statement. I like Jalen Brown. You know, everyone was saying Draymond Green did such a good job on him defensively in game two. And he came out and he just said, I'm going to get to the hoop. He shot a couple threes. He's, I'm going to get to the paint. Jason Tatum said the same. I'm going to get to the paint. And they were moving the ball. But in the second quarter, a little bit more of the same. What did you make of that, how the game progressed? Because I feel like we were all just sat there waiting to see what the Warriors did in the third. Do you think that that could affect them a little bit? Uh, yeah, cool. We're down. Let's just wait for the third. Let's just wait till after halftime and get it going. Well, what I thought the, the Celtics did in the first half, they had terrific spacing in the floor. And they involved Draymond and kept him on the strong side of the floor so that they didn't have any help. Yeah. So they did. I mean. Yeah, he couldn't they, roam and yeah, be the quarterback. He, these, I don't know these, the name, but. These, these coaches, they, I, I marvel at what they do. We, we, we said it the other day. I mean, you said it the other day. When you've got a great defender, you want to involve him in the action. Yeah, rather than hiding exactly him in the they corner. They, they put him in the action, kept him occupied. And then when he was occupied on the strong side. They targeted Steph Curry on the weak side where there was no help. Yep. And they did that with Marcus, uh, Marcus Smart, whoever he switched on, Al Horford, wherever he was at. But they always occupied Draymond, who is the defensive guy who really kind of orchestrates and organizes the team. So terrific game plan. And in the the beginning of the game, they came out with excellent spacing. That's what allowed them to attack and get to the basket. Well, the Celtics – took Rob Will out of the game earlier than usual. Now, I don't know if that's because of his knee, but having one big on the floor gave them more spacing, like you said. So either having Al Horford on the perimeter, Grant Williams on the perimeter, or Rob Williams in a dunker spot, opened up that paint, allowed them to drive in. But defensively, 
Al Horford got out and blocked a three-pointer. I don't think you, you had a phone call to take. Yeah, yeah, no, so you turned your back. You saw, saw it? it? Yeah, I saw it. Because remember how excited we got when Rob Williams blocked that corner three-pointer? Al Horford did the same damn thing at 36 years old. And Rob Williams had a couple of huge blocks as well. So defensively, Rob Williams was, was great. Terrific. I mean, Rob Williams. Playing, you, and he's clearly hurt. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a different maker. But he's grinding it out. And, you know, the thing about Rob Williams is he really has a feel and a knack. You know, he like... He lets you shoot it, and then he goes and gets it. That's what. That's what's his jump. His like his second jump. Yeah, you know, he might jump a little bit, but his ability to spring off the floor again is unmatched. Yeah, he's he 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 lets you do it. He's patient. He's like a great shot blocker. I got to give him credit. You know, you you've been telling me this all year. He is. I've been. I've been Mo, I I'm going to say it here. He's an elite level defender, and now, to watch him and how he plays, I mean, he's he like. I mean, they're a good defensive team, but he is—he's a difference maker. He's second team more defense, and yeah, he should have been a, first. He's a difference maker, so, and uh, give him credit. I would like to take this opportunity to say, I remember when we first started doing TV, we were doing a Celtics game, and I said, "Yo, check this guy, the Time Lord. He's right. going to be great." You laughed. JD laughed. They said, "Man, who's this guy? What's your kind of name?" You know, is the I Time gotta, Lord? I got to give him. I got to give him credit. More. I got to give him credit. Facts. You know, like when you're He's, watching so, players, I just you so got to see. Here's it. the difference: is before you didn't used to see him because he would pick up so many fouls. Now he's learned to stay disciplined and right. stay on the court. Before he picked up a lot of injuries, now he's clearly playing through the pain to try and win his championship. But that second quarter, there was a lot of intensity. Draymond Green and Grant Williams got into a little, little, uh, a little whatever it is. Whatever you call it, in a skirmish. It's not even a skirmish, man. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. Like a scrum. <laughs> ain't nothing, man. They shouted aggressively at each other, and right. referees jumped in the middle. Um, but Clay Thompson started to heat up. You know, he hit a nice three. He started to get going, and it looked for a second that the Golden State Warriors were going to make their comeback in the second quarter. No, the Go- Golden State Warriors came back. They didn't look like it. They came back and took the lead. Well, they did until that huge Jalen alley-oop. And then Marcus Smart, this is what I love, because you always talk about point guards dictating the tempo and dictating the pace. The final three possessions of that half from Marcus Smart, he had Otto Porter Jr. guarding him. And he said, all right, just give me the ball. And he just put his head down and scored three layups in a row. I think Otto Porter on two and maybe even Wiggins on the third. He said, listen, this game's getting out of hand. He just got three layups in a row. Right. And that was how they closed out the half. Then the third quarter, inevitable, Steph Curry starts out hot, Clay heating up. The Celtics did okay. They kind of kept a little lead after the end of that third quarter. What did you make of that third quarter, as it's so famously discussed now with the Golden State Warriors? Well, when you're playing against a great team, you expect them to make a run. So it's, their runs normally come in the third quarter. The Celtics didn't panic. That's what I like most about what they did. They continued to hang in there. They persevered through the tough stretch. I mean, Steph Curry... Really made some tough shots. Crazy. I mean, he made some tough shots. Contested shots, four-point plays, three-point shots. He had it going. Clay had, they had it going. They had like a seven-point play because they had the three-pointer, which was fouled by a Holford. He hit the free throw. That's four. And it was a flagrant, so another free throw and possession of the ball. So they got two more points off the back of that. Yeah, he was, he I, was, I've never seen a seven-point play before. Yeah, they, they were great. They, they give them credit. Now, again, what I loved about what the Celtics did is they withstood the run. Kept doing their thing, and more importantly, you know, they got big plays, whether it's Jason Tatum, I thought did an excellent job. Um, Marcus Smart hit some big plays. Yeah. And, you know, in the Time Lord, you know, 
I mean, they just they just hung yeah, in. There. So they just hung in. They there. were only outscored by eight points in that third quarter. They put up twenty five points themselves in game one. They put up twenty four points in that third quarter. It's only game two where they couldn't score the basketball in that third. What do you make of their strategy of we're not going to double team Steph, we're not going to trap Steph, we're just going to go under and let him shoot and just kind of live with what happens? I'm okay with that. I, I I'm, I'm I think what's underrated is because that takes that sweet. takes them. That takes some serious. I don't think to, they're going under to have that strategy. They're supposed to go over the top, but they're getting caught. But the <laughs> give the Warriors credit. The Warriors do an excellent job of screening. Okay, it's clear yes, if we call it that, that they, that's what they do. They Movie do an screens. excellent job of screening, and Steph Curry is terrific at utilizing the screen. So I think they're supposed to go over the top to funnel the defense to the Time Lord and these guys. But sometimes they get caught. You know, as a guard, you, you get caught on the screens, and I'm okay with that. And you know, look, if he hits a tough shot like he's hitting mm-hmm. you live with it I, I i like the fact that you know what they kept fighting and i thought marcus did a terrific job in the fourth i really did i thought he played physical i thought he played tough and, and they you, continued you said it. he's got to score over 20 points to win he had 24 points seven rebounds and five assists um, it's important for him to, he, he has to score to keep everyone honest he's got to yeah. keep stuff Steph Curry has to be and occupied. There was a play that stood out to me where he just posted up Steph. And not, then it, said, it, I'm going to back you down. I'm going to score the bucket. You know, I even said to BJ during the game, I was like, BJ, that's how I play basketball. Yeah, I'm going to find what, someone lighter than me. I'm going to put my shoulder in your chest. I'm going to move you out of the way and get a bucket. <laughs> if, if you're playing against Steph, it's a simple game. Steph is going to do what Steph, you know, Steph, he will, he will overwhelm you with his shot-making capabilities. But what you have to do is he's going to get his 30, okay? You hope he just doesn't get 50 because he, he's capable of doing that. But you got to keep him occupied. You, and that's what Marcus – Marcus played just like I told you before game one. If they're going to win this series, Marcus has to score anywhere between 15 and 20 points. And what do you get, 20 or 3, 24, 24. tonight? That way you occupy Steph Curry and you give him something to think about. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job. They, they, it was a it was a run there in the second quarter, where they were just targeting him. Yep, and that's what you got to do. You have and to he, make he him did so well play to on. hold up in the first two games. But it's just too much for him to do. So much on offense, and so much. So was, Wiggins gave him eighteen, and Clay gave him twenty five. But let's talk about this fourth quarter because the Celtics had a little bit of a lead, and they were about to lose that lead. And I want to credit Grant Williams two huge offensive rebounds. Grant Williams won. A lot of the 50-50 balls, which the Warriors always yep. expect to win. So give Grant Williams credit for all those little loose balls and things. That's what he does. And then Marcus and, gets in there. And uh, speaking of the loose balls, we've got to talk about a Draymond Green sixth foul. It's not, he, was, he wasn't ejected for that play. That just happened to be a sixth foul where there was loose ball on the ground. Everyone's diving on it. Steph dives on it. Al Horford dives on it. Marcus, of course, dives on it. Draymond tries to get there. And Marcus is coming away with the ball and Draymond pushes him. Aside from that and him getting ejected, I thought Draymond didn't have a good game today. Like, it, the stats never look good, but defensively, he was nowhere near as effective as he was in game two. And offensively, he wasn't really the Draymond I was expecting to see come out tonight. What did you make of his performance outside of the fouls? Well, okay, when you look at game one to game two, they put him on Jalen Brown. Brown. Because they, why did they put Draymond on Jalen Brown? Because they, because Jalen Brown was very effective. I thought in Game One, he kind of, you know, he he went at the kid Poole. He kind of messed up the rotations a little yep. bit. 
they didn't give Clay the assignment on the defensive end. Yeah. So what they did was in game two, in a must win for them, they put Draymond on Jalen Brown. And I thought Draymond did a terrific job, and Draymond got very physical. Now, he got very physical because they attacked Al Horford, mm-hmm. so he couldn't rotate the ball. And then they put Draymond to really contain one of their and primary scores. We didn't see too much about Horford at the top in this one trying to yeah, this run what, the offense. This is what, the so, chess match is so unfolding before us. This is, this is what, to me, is what makes the game interesting. Now, they did that, and then what did the Celtics do? They took Al Horford, put him on the box, mm-hmm. put the Time Lord at the top, Mm-hmm. And then they started running dribble weave so that way the, their guards could handle the pressure. And they always kept Draymond on the strong side of the ball. That's To me, that's the most amazing thing about how good these coaches really are. So they say, well, Draymond didn't have a good game. No, it was not Draymond didn't have a good game. They made a counter to Draymond, and Draymond couldn't find a way to get yeah. in the game. But we're so used to him finding that way. Well, you, they – I said this before the, the series, and you and I talked, and I think we said it on the podcast. They have options. Mm-hmm. Now, a good defensive team is going to take away something. They took away something. Mm-hmm. But a, a good offensive team is going to counter it and go to their second, third options of an offense. That's what you do. So today you saw the Time Lord get involved. He only had two points. You saw Al Horford get involved early. He only had two points in game mm-hmm. two. And Marcus Smart only had two points in game two. Mm-hmm. So you saw that. You saw that. And then once you saw that, then you saw them make the counters that they needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And those guys came up 24, 11, and 8, respectively, for each of them. We didn't see a lot of Looney in this one. And I'm assuming that's because the Celtics went with just the one big lineup. So the Warriors like to have Draymond as their one big, in inverted commas. Looney only got about 15, 16 minutes right. in the game. Do you think that Steve Kerr goes back to him in the next one? Well, I think it's just matchups. Because I, I think the Celtics, I, don't, I, don't, I need to see the numbers. The Celtics dominated on, the, you know, the, the Celtics destroyed them. They got 15 offensive rebounds. 47 to 31 on the boards in total. Because they're just a more athletic, bigger team at every position. You you, you have to recall, Mo, the the Warriors got down by, what, 15 points there in the first first half. So they needed scoring. So, you know, you're not going to put Kevon Looney in there to score the basketball. You got to go with Jordan Poole. Uh, I thought defensively they wanted to go with Gary Payton because of the matchup ability. He was the first sub, if I remember correctly, coming off the bench. So it just, it's just a matter of, you know, the way the game dictated. Now, they would have loved to have Kevon Looney there, I'm sure. But the game, and they had trouble scoring, especially early in the game, where they weren't able to go with that, and they had to go with a much smaller lineup. Well, the Celtics came away with the win. We saw a couple of minutes for Andre Iguodala. Um, it's good to see him healthy again on the court. Now we've got game four in Boston. The Celtics could be up 3-1. All the series could be tied 2-2. I, I think more than likely this can be tied 2-2, but we're going to preview that tomorrow in tomorrow's episode. Right. We're going to preview that game tomorrow. And then we've got game five in Golden State. Game six back here. Game seven back in Golden State. How many games do you see this series going, given what you've seen so far? Because I still think it has a potential to go seven games. Well, I, you, you love predictions, right? I, I love, think, And, and, I and, and I've come to the conclusion of why you like predictions is because... It's a disguise of you, you. You know, you really you're rooting for the Celtics in four. 
but you say I'm, every game, every game we've been here, you've picked the Warriors. Okay, okay. <laughs> How but, the Celtics going to win if you pick the Warriors okay, in every game? Okay, okay, <laughs> but but if the Celtics weren't playing, if this was the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals, I'd still be asking you the same question. Exactly, because that's what I, the fans want to hear. Take, well, I think the fans. It's just like you know, it, it, everyone loves to be right. Yeah. The, the thing about the Celtics is the following. You know, this is their first time here, and you never know how people are going to respond under duress or, or pressure. This was a, in my opinion, and I told you, and I, I said this on air, I thought this was, you know, normally it's game five to me. Yeah. It's the most important game. I, but I think in this series, game three was the most important game. I want to say one more thing that I forgot to say during when we were recapping the game. Coach Udoka's ability to call timeouts at the right time when the other team is making a run, when the offense is slowing down, and to execute a play out of those timeouts is absolutely amazing. He's been amazing all playoffs long, but you see it here in these games when the Warriors are looking like they're coming back or the Celtics have had a couple of bad possessions, he calls a timeout, gets them sorted out right away. And for a first-year head coach in his first ever NBA Finals, I think that's something to be applauded. Well, he's been around a long time, so he, he's been around. And, you know, it, it's – I give him credit for understanding his team. His team really responds to his personality, and they've really taken on his personality. They're just a tough group. They play through mistakes. And, you know, he, when he sees a run, he, he makes sure that his team understands that, and he gives them a play, and he settles them down. So he, he really has a – give him credit. He has presence on the sideline. To me, that's the biggest thing about coaching is to have presence. He makes his presence felt every single game. That's what it's about. Every, every, every game. He, he does a terrific job. Now, I think in game four here, what, we, what, are we, what should we be looking for? Well, looking for tomorrow's podcast because otherwise we're going to have nothing to talk about. Yeah, BJ. well, the, game four is going to be a secret sauce right now. <laughs> game four is going to be a true battle. I think yes. it's going to be highly contested. It's going to be, someone described it as a war. One of the French media said uh well, well I, i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not sure if it's what that means but i think it means this you ever play, you you don't play playstation no i don't you but, never no, played a I, war I, game i play i played in the real games but i never played well, playstation well, no it's not about basketball <laughs> okay. right we just, first of all if it's playstation we play nba 2k22 but aside from that whatever console you're playing war games are like strategy so there's some games where you don't actually so you probably see like call of duty where people are shooting each other and stuff there's some games where you don't actually do any of the fighting you just do the strategy behind so you have armies and you send them here and send them there and i think it, right. that's what it means is one you make a move and your opponent makes a move and you counter it's like the same it's the same metaphor a chess match a boxing match there's so many different metaphors for it it's just another word of saying adjustments okay i i i I would love to agree with that, but I will, I will make the argument of this. I don't think there's going to be much strategy in game four. Okay. Okay. At a certain point during a series, especially when you play that game, you know, with every other game, right? Yeah. So what's the most important game going – what's the most important thing going into Friday? It's not strategy. Health. It's, it's not you, – you, everybody's hurt. It is who has the energy to do it. Okay. Now, these guys from the Celtics, they're a little younger than the Warriors. Yeah. It's not like you're going to come into a game after three games now and not know their plays. Yeah. We've you, seen, know, you know everything about we've them. We've seen now three games 
and they've all had three. This is what this is what gets me. A team wins the first game, and you go, oh man, they look like they're done. No, I'm going to make an adjustment. I'm going to. So game one happened, then game two, there was a different game. Game three is a different game. Now there's only so many adjustments that you can make before you finally have to just go out there and play. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I think is going to come out is game four is Steve Kerr is going to play his guys 48 minutes. Okay. Okay. Why do I say that? He took his guys out today. Yep. With about, was it three minutes? With three minutes. Three minutes left. Okay. Now, he didn't concede the, he didn't concede the series. He just said, I'm going, I need my guys to have energy. Yeah. How valuable yeah. those three minutes or two minutes, 19 or whatever it might have been? It's a way to lose. Okay. Normally you play it out. You play it out. Yeah. You know, you, you play it out because you want the other team to keep their starters in. But he conceded because he knew, he knows that there's no more, there's nothing else to talk about. We know what they're going to do. We know the counters that they can possibly make. Now it's just a matter of executing. We got, but we got to have the energy to do it. Yes. Okay, because you're playing now every other day, and that's tough as you get yep. older. Yep. So the Celtics have to come out and just provide the energy. I'm just looking for energy. I'm looking for what kind of energy is guys warming up with? Okay. I'm looking for... I've see, I seen you looking at the players going down the tunnel at the end of yeah, the game. Yeah, I'm, 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 looking at, I'm looking at the energy is now. What, what's the game with BJ is actually fascinating because he looks at... Everything that most people would not look. Yeah, at. I'm just looking at the energy. I'm looking at the energy. I'm looking at the substitution patterns mm-hmm. of Game Four. Why? Is because I want my guys off the bench. I need one of those guys to play well. Yeah, I need a Pritchard or a. I need one Derek of those guys. White I need a Grant Williams to come in and yeah. give me eight or ten or Pritchard or whoever that guy is. Go to State Warriors. I need a Jordan Poole. But why? Because though I'm gonna need my starters to play for you. See, Steph can't come out in game four. Yeah. Because if you get down three one, yeah. It's over. Well, we're gonna talk about it tomorrow. It's over. But speaking about energy, I hope you guys at home have the energy to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review, leave a rating, and all those good things. BJ and I will be back tomorrow previewing game four of the NBA finals. And I'm losing track of the days right now. So it's Thursday. This one will come out on Thursday yeah, morning. Is, uh, and it's going to be Friday morning. So we'll preview it. All right. Boom. Bam. There you right. go. Bada we're boom, be, bada bing. We're going to be back in the garden. It's going to be crazy in there. They were going crazy in there today. Paul Pierce was in the house. The fans were going crazy. Yeah, for it. It's going to be a lot of energy. Is Walker it, was in the house. We have to be ready for the energy because let me tell you something. There's going to be a sense of desperation. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is going to be tough. They don't want to go back to Golden State three one. So this is a must. This is must. This yes. is the season. This is desperation. Whatever. There's not going to be much strategy in this game. I expect this to be highly contested. I expect every loose ball to be, and I expect the referees to, to let, let them play. Let them play. Let the players determine what Let's it see. is. Bj. I can't wait for the next game. Yeah, that, that's Get some rest tomorrow. We're breaking down more of game four. You guys are home. We'll be back nice and early. In the meantime, make sure you get buckets.